This is Frank Stiano's Comics Podcast on the web at comicspodcast.blogspot.com. In this episode, part three of the January 2008 interview with Don Rosa. So you were saying that you, you could oh, publish uh, the, some yeah, of the uh, second uh, run with yeah, another. So editor. as new editor, oh, but you're asking me if. Uh, the first editors ever knew that they were uh, what they were. I thought you were going to ask me if they that what they ever went on to do. Oh, yeah, the, 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 no, that was an aside. I just wondered oh, okay. if they were aware of the fact that like that's the guy that they were. I don't know. Yeah. At least they've never expressed it to me. But uh, so anyway, the the next editor was uh, more general, uh, interested in a more generally rounded newspaper. So he was willing to let me do both the editorial, meaningful cartoons, and something entertaining. And that's when I did the Son of the Sun. I remember having a lot of fun. The guy who helped me write that, uh, let's see, which one was, uh, who helped me write the first, uh, oh, that, that's a complete, complete uh, aside, skip that. Okay. <coughs> Give you more information than you really want. <laughs> I just heard from him, an email, I lost contact with him, and I heard from him just uh, yesterday, while right. we were still here, so uh, uh, he's retired, he's in Hawaii. So Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's when I did the Sun of the Sun, and that was but my, that was my last. I would have done another story, but that was my last uh, semester in college. I graduated and went to work for the the family company. So how did the, this uh, Lancelot then turn revive into the Captain Kentucky? Well, ago? let's see. So I got out of college about '74, and uh, a year or so since I had a little more spare time. Uh, I started working for these uh, fan magazines, comic book collector, uh, collector Rocket magazines, Blast. fanzines. The, uh, the, and the, the biggest one of the day was the Rockets Blast comic collector. Uh, and I, the first thing I did was contribute indexes. I was always an archivist, uh, uh, indexer, you know, assembling full sets and then writing reports. And uh, I first started contributing indexes of comic book series, one of them being Uncle Scrooge is one of the first ones I did. Uh, so the index would include which issue contains which story, right, and so on, and how the, many pages uh, there are? And uh, the artist, if it was, uh, of course, Uncle Scrooge would be Karl Barks, but uh, I did lots of other titles, and, uh, and the page counts, and, you know, just an so index. So a precursor to what the index is now doing, electronic. Yeah. Uh, but in those days, I was the only person doing that sort of thing. I was also, uh, it turned out, uh, well, I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, and I did that for maybe a year, and then the person who was writing this biggest question and answer column in comic fandom, uh, Ray Miller, he was getting tired of it, and he wanted to quit, so I said I'd take it over. And this was ideal. This is everything that I enjoyed. I took over his information it was the information center, the RBCC information center, and he accepted questions about the history of comic books, mostly comic books, not comic strips so much, but mostly comic books. And I could do that, Not, and I've always admitted this, not that I am such an expert, like you Italians, uh, I don't have it all up in my head all the time, but I had a huge collection, because I'm such an uh, avid collector, So I and I had all different genres. I, I didn't collect just one thing. I collected everything. In those days, you didn't have to uh, specialize. Everything was cheap, so I was fascinated by all comics, so I collected everything. And I had a good this job. Is a collection in the sense of you bought them and read all of them. You knew everything that was in each of them. No. 
I, I started collecting them because I loved the ones that I did read. And as I collected the old ones, uh, there were many of them I'd read uh, oh, uh, very fervently, like the ECs and the other uh, Disney's, the old Karl Barks stories that I'd, I'd never read yet that my sister didn't have, and Superman and et cetera, et cetera, many I did read, but also many I didn't read that, that I was buying just because I liked the artwork and uh, historical, uh, you know, this, this so- social commentary. It was just very interesting. Yeah, like the old horror comics, and to have to have a complete set. It was a fun challenge, but uh, like uh, one type I'm thinking of is the horror comics. Lots of them were good, like the Ace comics and the EC comics and uh, the DC comics, and lots of them were just utter trash. And I'd always, uh, I'd never buy one and not even open it. I'd buy one and look through the yard. I'd look at every page. But I'm not going to read them because they were really bad. <laughs> but I'd appreciate that some bad comics had nice art, uh, and it was fun to try to accumulate a complete collection. They were not valuable. We were talking about this this morning. Nobody wanted them because they were so bad. But I enjoyed the artwork and the covers, and, uh, and just to see if I could build a complete collection of something that was not valuable but was difficult to track down and took some. Uh, diligence and uh, knowledge and perseverance, uh, and you'd meet other collectors who uh, you know trade information. And so I had all these, but I didn't know everything there was to know about it. But the beauty of this information center column was it would cause me, and plus once I had the full sets of them, they'd be put in boxes, and I and if I'm not going to read them, uh, I didn't. There wasn't. I noticed there wasn't a reason to get them back out. But when people were asking me questions, that caused me to go back down and get boxes of comics down and open them, go through them page by page, some of them that I'd never paid close attention to. And I was learning when people asked me things about their favorite comics, uh, I'd get them down and maybe I'd find something I hadn't noticed, and I did. And it was very enjoyable in that sense. It made me uh, explore even more into my comic book collection. Secondly, it gave me a way to do uh, uh, illustrations. I do... I do funny illustrations to illus- uh, to, uh, to, to illustrate go with your the uh, the qu- huh to go with your comments. Yeah, the, they would ask me a question about Superman, and I and I answer the question seriously. Well, I mean, I joke around, but I give them a direct answer, serious answer, and then I do a, a funny cartoon that had nothing to do with what they're asking me, maybe, but it was just funny and it was fun. But what all, what else I did? Uh, I expanded it to include everything I was interested in. Say, so I wasn't doing this just for the good of all mankind. I wanted to entertain myself, too, and maybe help lots of other people. In addition, uh, I expanded it to all forms of, uh, well, I shouldn't say all forms of uh, entertainment, but I included movies and television. So I uh, would a- answer any question about the history of comics, television, or movies, because I was also, from my earliest memory, a huge movie buff, and I was also a big fan of uh, old television. I uh, had a full set of TV guides with something else that I collected. So I could answer any question anybody could ask me from my collection. Now, this was in the days, and in these days, I was the only person on the face of the earth that could answer a question about old television. I was the only person who would write uh, an index to a TV series about, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd show, do the title of each episode, the director, the writer, the cast of characters with the names of the or the names of the characters with each actor in every episode of a TV show because uh, not only did I pay attention to that sort of thing, but TV guides 
the old TV guides of the 50s and early 60s, they had all that information in every entry, partly because there wasn't a lot on television. We didn't have 500 channels. We had three channels. So You were doing that in the 60s and 70s. I was 70s, doing that right? in the early 70s, mm-hmm. and I was the only, I did uh, indexes of had dozens that. of TV shows, and it was the only place in the world, I mean, literally, unless you traveled out to Los Angeles and managed to be allowed into the vaults of the production companies where they might have this stuff written down, but publicly, nobody else was doing this sort of thing. Of course, nowadays, if you have a question about a movie or a TV show or a comic, you just type it into Google and you go to a, uh, a website. Here, Here's another example that just came up just yesterday. Another thing I did in the early 70s was uh, I would record TV themes off my television, my little television set with a little tiny uh, reel-to-reel cassette recorder. Uh, and this was a project that went on year after year. I would uh, it would take a lot of timing. I'd have the to theme, know I mean the opening song, the opening, the opening tune uh, of all my of all the TV shows, not just my favorites of every TV show I could get. I'd have to uh, keep a list of what I needed. I'd have to uh, uh, plan ahead. I this, I didn't have any other life. You know, this is I lived for comics and movies and television. Uh, I'd set the microphone up in front of the TV, and right at the right moment, I'd press the button, and uh, at the right moment, I'd turn it off, and I'd keep all these things in order and indexed. Uh, and I set, uh, by the time I was done, and I would sometimes they do reruns of old shows, and sometimes I'd trade with friends, uh, other friends in different parts of the country, and, and within a few years, I had a collection of 16 hours of TV themes. Now, if you mention, you know, each theme is only maybe a minute. <laughs> And I had 16 solid hours of them. Uh, and uh, uh, the reason this came up in the last uh, couple of days is I was just talking to Dan Shane. His name is always going to come up a lot in conversations with me. I, uh, we were talking about how he has uh, transferred all of my LP record collections on the CDs. And his uh, last job, maybe the most complicated, was he said that he would transfer my old cassette tapes of my TV theme collection onto CDs so I could listen to them again sometime and also preserve them. I don't know how much longer those tapes are going to last. And I, and, uh, and he's going to index all of that and, and he, minute oh, by minute. <laughs> this, of course, mine were just in random order. I'd put, they'd be put on the tape in just the order that I happened to catch them which was totally random. New shows, old shows, and not and certainly not in alphabetical order. And he, he sends me back an email and said, well, when I do these, uh, you want them in alphabetical order. And I said, well, you're crazy. How can you put those in alphabetical order? And when I'm typing that, I'm realizing, because you're going to put them in a computer file with a title, and then you're going to tell the computer to put them in alphabetical order, and then the computer is going to record them in alphabetical order just like that. And I said, that's great. <laughs> and... Uh, and then he said something like, uh, and then I said, and you do something like that, and uh, uh, and if you go to all that trouble and you have them in alphabetical order on CDs, why don't you go ahead and see if you can sell them on eBay for yourself? You know, just you can keep the money. I just because you're doing such a wonderful thing for me, you could make an extra copy and see if you can sell them. And I said, and then again, while I'm typing that, I'm thinking this is the year 2008 now. This is 1971. I said. Unless there's people who've already done that. <laughs> and he said, well, let me check. And a few hours later, he sent me back. He said, check this uh, website. And it comes up, uh, tvthemes.com. And this guy has got 
some some guy just like me, only who has got nothing else to do, just, uh, <laughs> took his collection and put it, and it's a bigger collection because I stuck. I have some help making some rice down here. All right, let me finish this. Last time? She's making rice. Uh, Well, maybe we'll just stop. That's all for today. Visit comicspodcast.blogspot.com for related material. And if you choose to leave a comment on the blog, I'm sure our interviewee will get a kick out of it too. Until next time, goodbye.